Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torrent Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again about Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitty. And with me we have... Lucy Thomas. And... Brendan Levi. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2018 faith-based comedy, The Big Fix, where God forces a family of four to switch bodies with each other to prevent the parents from divorcing. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Face Off. Now... Last week, I mentioned that there's some fuckery going on at iTunes, that they're not registering our star ratings. And, and they heard. And they go, oh, <laughs> shit, they're onto us. <laughs> and then they all well, got put on there. No, the opposite. Like, huh. we got four new written reviews this week and, like, it didn't up our count. <laughs> iTunes is fucking with us. So, do we already have 100? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if we have a hydra. I don't know. It's all. <laughs> it's all topsy turvy. Maybe all our listeners aren't pieces of shit on the ground. I blame DPWs. Elon Musk for some yeah. reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tracks. Um, so I don't know. I still implore everyone to review us on iTunes but maybe and Spotify. Not as bad as Paul makes out. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if you do the written reviews. Like, we really do see it. But the star ratings seem to get lost in the shuffle. So, maybe, so maybe if you, you love need to us- write some reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you should all just do some written reviews. But anyway. <laughs> and thank you uh, to sorry. all the ones we've received recently. Yeah, that's like, yeah. really nice. Yeah. We've gotten some really good ones. Much better podcast listeners than- me, I, I don't do any of the call responses to the <laughs> podcast you know, I listen to. you know, to. ever since doing, like, our podcast and begging people, yeah. now I do review podcasts when I, new ones, when I really like them, I do. Pay it forward. Exactly, pay it forward. <laughs> I was like, give to receive. <laughs> You're a regular Helen Hunt mm-hmm. or- um, Or that fat little cherub. What? <laughs> 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 that little cherub. What I are you feel talking like about? Now that he's adult, he looks like a little cherub. <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. Is that what that kid's name is? <laughs> yeah. He does. He's oh, very no. cherubic, isn't he? But do you know who else is in that film, guys? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> All right. So, on to this week's film, The Big Fix. So, the movies we normally cover on the show have simple goals. To entertain us, make us laugh, make us cry. This film, however, has loftier goals. The Big Fix wants you to discover the healing power of Jesus' love. To look at your dirty, sinful ways (laughs) and see the power of Christianity. Did The Big Fix achieve that goal with you both? Can you even imagine if either of us said yes? (laughs) Wouldn't that be amazing if we were converted? (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I have a surprise for you. I know you're still a <laughs> dirty, sinful man. I can see that mustache. <laughs> see We're that gonna mustache post a picture of that to people. Yeah. 
So, yeah, do you think this film has any chance of changing people's minds or, you know, even, like, taking away some of the yeah, Christian morals out of this film? Drive people to throw their televisions in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know the way they're claiming that Mama Boy wasn't, like, religious affiliated? I feel like yeah. they tried harder to sort of force its values on the watcher than this did. Well, yeah, the the moral, like, what was the the driving point of this film? I have no idea. I like, I just felt like they just waffled around. And then they're like, <laughs> got the the pastor, and he's like, oh, he'll he'll tie it up for us, you know. Don't worry. Yeah, well, yeah, because the pastor's like, well, you know, the Bible doesn't have a body swap, but you know what it does have is love. Um, so you guys should just love each other. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess that's what we should take away. You know, the way in just like a normal church service, they were doing yeah. Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That that one you whip out at weddings only. Yeah. Cool Christian kids are like, we're going to have cool shit from the Bible at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan? <laughs> oh, what what Bible verse did we have? Was it at um, your wedding? Sorry? Corinthians? Um, no. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he, he chose one of the verses about... The one where the bear comes out and mauls people, mauls a bunch of teens for paying out bald people. <laughs> is, is that real? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> what? Um, I think it's in Solomon. Paul's like, I'm yeah. screwed. <laughs> No, no, it's like it's like one pole should pull out whenever someone yeah. pays them out for being bold. Yeah. Like, God literally sent a bear to mole teenage boys for paying out a bald man. Like, Where's the film adaptation of this? That would have made a good movie. Not this shit. <laughs> this film was like, like so I, I'm guessing we're all in agreement that this film was a pile of fucking dog shit, right? It was very bad. Yeah, I wrote, uh, like, I hate this, I'm dying, I feel pain, like, this is killing me just constantly. It was a real slog. I had to enjoy hate watching it. <laughs> I actually did. Like, it was so shit that I kind of I didn't hate my time watching it no, just because Mama Boy was so shit that it was good you could view this was like yeah like dead air obviously Mama Boy had like just you know moment after moment this yeah. one like there was just every now and then like like the opening scene where we're supposed to be seeing this gourmet like Michelin star chef <laughs> making a meal for his <laughs> wife and we see a fucking drizzling sriracha, sriracha sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and and that that dish actually looked like a pile of crap. <laughs> she didn't Every, eat it either. Uh, yeah, he brought it to her, she looked at it, and he took it away. <laughs> he said, what is this muck? Okay, this, like, I don't want to incriminate myself. This is going to sound very dodgy, all right? <laughs> but there's a- I love it already. There's a subgenre of porn where where it's a like straight this is a straight people thing, right? But there's like this subgenre of porn where like it will be a family of it's usually a family of four mum, a uh, husband, wife, uh, but it's like stepmom and step dad i guess and two kids <laughs> and then they decide to all swap partners and have sex with each other and the level of production does like the production the acting is better and and the looks of the characters i just felt like i was on edge that this film was constantly going to become <laughs> that like the whole time <laughs> Especially like there'll be scenes where they all like go into the same bedroom and sit on the bed together, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you have incriminated yourself. <laughs> it's like the episode of Friends where Joey and Chandler get free porn like on their cable, and they're too scared to turn it off because they think it's going to go away, and then they start seeing it, the scenarios everywhere they go. Um, <laughs> it's a lot like that. I feel like uh, you've been watching so much of it that it's infiltrating. Other areas of your life, <laughs> possibly, but also like the, you have to admit the production value and acting level of this were very porn like. Yeah, you, like, you, don't like agree? you said, like you said, like it's better in porn. 
Probably. And I do have an explanation for this. This is something I'd normally bring up in the opinion swap section of our show. But I did find this uh, when I was looking through the IMDb reviews. This person says... The cast and crew volunteered to make this movie because we all have a love for Christ and a passion for others. No one involved in this movie was paid. Okay. I mean, <laughs> then I feel like there's just no fun in ragging on how kind of poor it was. Like, it, I mean, it's just facts, facts are facts. But it, I, my thought was that it was one congregation who like crowdfunded a movie and were like, let's make this movie together. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, exactly. I thought it, I, yeah. that's what I was thinking. It was like, this church was like, we yeah. have a script and we know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a pledge, yeah. everybody. Yeah. And, and yeah, cause the, every crowd scene, everyone it's like, was ugly. It's and a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. Are you saying hot people can't be a part of a part no, of church? No, but if you're uh, casting for a film, you usually try to find people that aren't like. Surely, there's porn about virgin, uh, gay, closeted Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there is, but anyway, like, <laughs> but like, yeah, every crowd scene, like you know, when you see people in a film and you know the difference between a real person and a person that was cast. But how much? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> who played the bully. Yeah. She's like, ooh, baby, this is my ticket out of here. I'm the hottest one out of all of them. <laughs> I'm the hottest yeah. kid in youth and, group. And Some director's uh, going to see this and I'm going straight to the moon. Well, the <laughs> company that makes these films has cast her in a bunch of them. Yeah, I bet. So she she keeps trucking up. <laughs> um, we were, I was just watching a film they made about a. Uh, it's called Fat Chance about an overweight woman that pretends to be skinny on an online dating app to get a boyfriend. Inspired, inspired by, by a true, true story, story as well, and uh, she's in that one as well. So. The, the inspirational hits that this, this <laughs> fucking terrible company has made. All right, so do you need to do the plot? <laughs> uh, sure. Ready? Yeah. Set. Go. So there's a family of four. Uh, the mum and uh, the dad run a restaurant together, and then the kids <laughs> are in school. And <laughs> it's like the easiest <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're already halfway. You were starting. <laughs> do I get a do-over? <laughs> That's twenty-five seconds. I don't think you're gonna make it. Go on, yeah. <laughs> give give, give, give the, yeah. the audience a rundown. This is very rare. It's like when someone shit. in the Olympics or whatever starts running too early and they get one more shot. One more shot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mulligan. This, yeah, the Olympics. This is because you're you you know the compassion that Christ has given you from watching this film. Yes, you're exactly allowing that. me a second chance. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Ready, set. <laughs> Think about what you said last time and just say it straight away, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ready, set, go. It's a family of four. The mum and the dad run a restaurant together. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be bad. Why are we going to get stuck on that? <laughs> uh, I've been up since 3 a.m. This is too much for me. Um, <laughs> it's not even funny. <laughs> and that's the plot, folks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do we give up? Or? I, I think we give up. I'll, I'll... Do you want me <laughs> okay, to do it this Okay, week? Brendan, you try. <laughs> okay, right. ready? First time ever, Brendan will be doing the 30-second plot summary. <laughs> ready, ready set, set, go. Go. <laughs> uh, so the family run a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you must be kidding. <laughs> um, the father clearly wants to fuck Chelsea, and then they all swap buddies, and then they fight a bunch, and then they get through um, a a dinner, and they always kill the bear. <laughs> 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 it's, 
And somehow they also back and then God God loves them. Okay, nobody wants to hear us just uh, having a giggle. Fuck, that was funny though. Uh, That's pretty good for them. I forgot (laughs) they they almost. almost <laughs> so yeah, there's a whole subplot in this film where there's a like slutty maitre d at the restaurant that the mum and dad own, and she's trying to fuck the dad. And then when the kids take over their bodies, uh, they fire her, and then she puts oregano into the mayor's dinner. <laughs> who's who's deadly allergic? To oregano. <laughs> So we're going to, yeah. um, I love then, the way it's uh, well. He got through the whole meal, and they're like, "This was so lovely." And then he starts coughing, and then his wife like touches the plate and puts it to her lips, and was like, "You knew he was allergic." It's like, you guys, I just watched you eat dessert. Like, <laughs> what is this? Where's this oregano come from? It's very, very frustrating. And that all four of them, like. All four of them freeze. Like nobody, like the son whips out his camera phone and records the, the yeah, mad time. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and then he comes back and he's just like, "Hey, that's cool, dog. Do you want to like?" Yeah. The next uh, inter- cater the my- next interaction he has with these people is asking them to cater his like business lunches with a hundred people every week, which is just like no one, no mayor is doing that. That's another thing. And and like who. Who is that understanding? Like, if if I went to a restaurant and almost died from someone trying to poison me, and they're like, "So sorry, we just we this person that we have like ha- having a feud with, um, <laughs> they tried to poison you to get at us." I still would no, not eat at yeah, that restaurant. Exactly. I'd be like, "Oh, no worries, never going back." <laughs> uh. And I've eaten at, like, an Indian restaurant that's, like, made me, like, have food poisoning three times because it was that good. <laughs> so, maybe you would go back to the poison restaurant. <laughs> well, well <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't think they intentionally gave me food poisoning, yeah. but they did. <laughs> um, there's, there's a feeling I had in this film of complete and other, utter dread. And and that is when you're watching a Christian film and a obviously gay character shows up and yes. you're like, what is yes. going to happen? <laughs> yeah. And what happens, I guess, is everybody openly mocks that character for the entire film. Yeah. Um, and like, I understand everyone has to get work, but no, but like, I, that was you know, not. I, f- a gay I feel like that- after MythBusters, he could have found something better. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say like that was not a gay. I don't think that was a gay person playing that role. I'm pretty sure that would have been a straight actor playing gay. Yeah, it was way um, over the top, flamboyant, and, silly, and yeah. and mm. then and then they make the implication that he is pro incest. <laughs> <laughs> just to be like he yeah. he equates being gay essentially with incest. Yeah, cuz he's like Does he? love who you love, love is love. You can love your brother. Like I thought he was cool with it because he was in a relationship with his second cousin. Yeah, well what he's I think what he was the implication was like he was with his wife who was a beard who also happened to be his cousin, then he divorced her so that he can be gay. Ah. Um, and as the villain of the story, <laughs> um, <laughs> he had to be pro yeah. as well. Uh, that was like, ah, uh, is fucked. Yeah. And like, and then when the, the mum realizes that her kids are being taught by a gay teacher, she's like, I've got to get these kids out of this school. But once again, I think that's because he was so avidly pro her. F- like having a relationship with her brother. Yeah, wasn't it? Who is the writer director guy that Michelle Gondry works with sometimes? His name is completely escaping me. Charlie Kaufman. So you know the way the play within this film yeah. was like the worst thing. It was like they were watching the movie that we were watching within the play. 
Yeah. Within the movie. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It was, and also, it, yeah, it was just looked like the biggest piece of shit, most boring thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Like there was yep. no set. It was one there couch. Was, and then- It was a couch and then, and then a podium. it's like the brother and the sister have to end up like- In an embrace. Yeah. But also, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't really just give any subtext as to what, like, was going on so that it didn't make it weird. It was just, it was something else. Yeah, because, like, the whole reason the son wanted to be in the play the was because girl. he wanted to get with the, yeah. the bully. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there must be a hot kissing scene in this <laughs> this uh, play. That's what and I assume. And then assumed. the bully gets ousted for his own sister. <laughs> but I guess, but and in the, the end, it was... The dad in his son's body. It was body. the dad and and the mother in the daughter's body playing still, you the can't, roles. You can't so make it, it was cool that they like slip into porn, absolutely like, macked. Paul said, "Yeah, <laughs> but he made it. Re- it was really, oh, it was really strange." Yeah, it's frustrating too that they didn't show it. You know what I wrote down? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I wrote down? You know the other family spot we did recently, the French one. Yeah. That eight-year-old girl did better than than every single Everyone. in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah so well, their portrayal of actually being each other was well, their portrayal of being human beings. Because <laughs> 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 they, they all sound like they were robots. Yeah, and like you said, like they're obviously not actors. They were just people who thought they should be on screen and were wrong. Mm. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But are they not actors? Because they've all got like plenty of IMDb credits. Like they've they've been in films, multiple films. So it's um, Kylie Jenner. You like, don't know who that is, do you? I don't know. Who that she is. hasn't been in any movies. What are you talking about? <laughs> she was in episode. Should it be relevant? <laughs> she was been in. She was in um, the, the Pepsi commercial. The what? No, that's Kendall. Oh, I get him confused. She was in the WAP video, <laughs> the Cardi B video. Back to the play, though. Yeah. Like, the scene where, like, so she, the mum is in the daughter's body and she's become the lead of this play and she's completely unprepared and she walks onto the stage and she's just in complete silence. And then the the scene is, like, shots of her staring into the crowd and then <laughs> shots of the crowd and it just keeps going back and forth. <laughs> And the crowd's like, like muttering to themselves, like what a piece of kids shit. picking like, their nose. Yeah, like, and it just keeps going and going to the point that it felt like it felt like, like a Adult Swim sketch. Like yeah. it felt Tim and Eric kind of. Yeah, yeah. like you could have kept cutting going between for her another and twelve minutes. It would have been forever more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I kind of want to do a fan edit of that scene. <laughs> just make it go forever. Um, like, can we please what, establish, were the brother and sister twins? They I were in, so, because they, they were in, in the same, same year level. Yeah, I feel like that was never, never sort of touched on at all. But I feel like that must be a thing in America, maybe, like that what, certain classes test? have like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like certain <laughs> ages have like, I don't know. I, I wanna, don't think I, it is, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Do your I just from reaching. <laughs> more to the point that, like, so th- the mother was supposed to be, like, taking over the daughter's dream and so, like, because she cares about her daughter, is doing the play, but, like, completely freezes and then is red lines by her daughter into her ear but literally reads them like a robot and like reads out stage directions and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so it was supposed to like, and then the play ends and they all like sort of celebrate where it should have been like, oh, I guess we got through that. Like that was awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like that yeah, girl- we did a play. We read the lines on stage. <laughs> Yeah, like if that if that isn't her last year at that school, like she's never getting cast <laughs> she's not in leaving that play. dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so she'll guess, forever be that girl. That I guess fucked up the play. Truly, we could just rag on on these elements until the cows come home. Yeah, but uh, I guess if you want to talk about you know body swapping tropes, that yeah. definitely the stakes of the parents have this big um, like trial menu tasting thing that the kids have to do, which, 
you know, the way he's like, and I'm supposed to just teach you 20 years of like fine culinary. And it's like, and then that is apparently what he did that we didn't see because he fucking cooked for meal. Yeah. Like they didn't just bring themselves into the kitchen and cook it. They Which had is to force why the, the fuck kids to do it. Why the yeah. fuck didn't they just do that? <laughs> um, and then the kids had the play. So, you know, very, like, archetype. Uh, yeah. We've seen that before. Yes. Christmas trade, a few other things have done the play. Can you guys tell me, what, what was the other religious-y one that we did watch that had um, Denise Richards in it? Switched. So, Switched. I felt like the Switched set and this set. It was like maybe the same house. It felt very familiar. <laughs> and a lot of the live, same laugh, Bible love. city. A lot of live, laugh, love, empathy. Live, yeah. Bloody. Live, laugh, love, pray, though. Like, yeah. It was like the Jesus version yes. of all those things. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think this film is very much trying to appeal to a very certain Christian demographic, like the kind of prosperity doctrine like they all live in beautiful houses and stuff because they love jesus so much and that he'll reward you if you yeah Yeah. completely Um, i guess the film in the end though they did downsize to another giant house yeah slightly less less giant giant. and it it just was like negligible how much smaller it was so I thought it was really, the same house. It didn't really make that. any sense. It's like, oh, they've, they've moved. Okay, that's good for you guys. Um, and you know what else we've also seen before? That two people swapped. So the mum had some called it some sort of weird accent. Was did anyone yeah. think what it was? I don't know what. I think she was like Latinx of some description. Um, mm-hmm. And so when she swaps with her daughter, the daughter like it's completely gone. It's not transferred yet, which, which is, is probably for the very best. Very <laughs> lazy. Yeah, considering and she her still range. had an accent, even though she, her daughter, who didn't have an accent, was in her body, she still had an accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like in terms of a body swap film, like what was the purpose of the body swap? Because it, the f- the main crux of this film was that the mum and the dad were fighting. So shouldn't it? Being them that swapped rather than them swapping into the kids, like it didn't really make any thematic sense. No. And then the kids, they had like problems with, so like the daughter had problems with the far, um, with the mother, um, and the no, was it? Yeah, the dad and the far, no. <laughs> well, ev- everybody hated each other. Really. It seemed like other. the whole family. Hated if you each can't other. sum it up. Like, if you have to think about it, it means it didn't work. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. the point didn't it just, come across. Yeah, it just seemed confusing the motivations for why th- they chose to put them in the kids' bodies and the kids in the... Yes. Uh, I mean, the parents and the kids. Um, and that also, which parent was in whose body because the kids, like, hated the opposite parents. So, you think they would put them in the yeah. body of the parent that they should learn to understand better, you know? Completely. Like a swap film. <laughs> and, and the parents, yeah, like a body swap. Um, yeah, and the parents played it way too young as well. It, they were playing it like they were swapped into the bodies of nine-year-olds. Nine Valley was, kids from yeah. 2000, yeah. Really annoying. I'm going to say the only actor that I didn't think was absolutely terrible was the son. Mm. Like, he wasn't. Like, you know, you couldn't put him in a normal movie. But in <laughs> terms of these people, he did the least bad. Like, yeah, he's got a career at Hallmark, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I could see him in a Hallmark movie, for sure. <laughs> Good for him. Booked and blessed. <laughs> now, I don't know if we discussed this in the Switched um, review, but so the the pastor in this film, one of the characters asked the pastor in this film specifically, are there any body swaps in the Bible? And the pastor says no. But I think, I don't know if we discussed this in the Switch review, but did we determine that Jesus was the original body swap? I feel like is, we did touch on that. <laughs> God is Jesus. Swaps into Jesus's body. But he doesn't swap into, because he is, but he's also, like, he's three, but he's yeah, it's a trifecta. It's yeah. a triangle yeah. of friends. I feel like more when the like the holy the holy ghost like you know when there's like a slaying of the spirit that's like a big fat you know body, body swap. swap. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I feel like do we need to get like a theologian or something to like work out where, how many body swaps occur in the Bible? I really yeah, want yeah. to see this. 
I know uh, uh, I know at least of one pastor who listens to the show regularly. So will, will he still listen to it after this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll answer any question we have. Yeah, well, please, pastor, um, right into the show. I want to hear the answers. How many Bible sw- uh, body swaps are there? You know, up this. You know, when we go to do like best to worst, you know, up this a few notches. What that ending? <laughs> Where he's trying to break his legs. Oh, no. When <laughs> when the uh, the gay teacher swaps bodies with the... With the, the, the oh, like, my God, yes. Friend, friend. Yeah. Like, it, just, it was just out of nowhere and unnecessary. <laughs> and I'm like, are these two characters big enough for this to be, like, a reveal? Like, this is yeah. so random, yeah. Yeah. And just, so they, like, the idea their- that in this universe, God's all of a sudden snapped and he's just, like, so after, like, 2,000 years of, like, you know... You swap. Very you subtle. Swap. Yeah, he's just like... Bah, bah, bah. I swap me. Yeah. <laughs> Kids yeah, are so- dying in, like, starvation and shit, but God's going nuts on the swap morality lessons. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they open the door at the end of the film and find the gay teacher has swapped with one of his students for no fucking reason. Yeah. Absolute insanity. Um, This is why I hate America. I thought you were going to say this is why I hate God. (laughs) (laughs) You know how you asked asked us if it made us... I hate America's God. (laughs) If it made us uh, come to Jesus and... uh, (laughs) Quite the opposite. Like, um, they're, they're the only ones who have, like, Christians so rich. They're just like, can we waste money and make shit television so that our kids hate us and resent Christianity? <laughs> <laughs> Alexis! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm shocked by this behavior. Young lady, you should know better. We do not judge people based on who they choose to love. Olivia, I'm so proud of you. Standing up for who you love. No, no, this is not what it looks like. You should be celebrated, not torn down. And Alexis, I will not tolerate this kind of hatred and bigotry in my drama department. You are no longer the lead, dear. It's okay. My first wife was my seventh cousin. So you heard what we thought of the movie. But how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not, Jesus Edition. Take it away, me. (laughs) Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me, are they hot or not? Amen. Everyone is beautiful. Now, are are we deciding, first and foremost, does the Christianity give them more of a sex appeal like you know like like forbidden fruit yeah yeah like or is it like oh geez i think that only works <laughs> with um with like boys onto girls i don't think i'm not like oh he's so religious. like there's no such thing there's no like the pastor's son trope or something like that you know the depends what thing. Well, it depends what, <laughs> what porn, porn you're watching. <laughs> Men are always gross. All right, got it. The only time it works is um, in Fleabag with the hot priest. And we've hot already priest? Oh, that is about, a... Yeah. We've already talked yeah. about Fleabag. It's been someone, I think, two people's tenuous. Um, so, yeah. that's the only time. <laughs> like, she did really bring world. that back. I don't think there was really a, a hot priest vibe going around. Uh, the zeitgeist into Fleabag, right? Mm. Like, there was more like a investigation vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the the hot priest then. <laughs> How hot the priest was? <laughs> yeah, Cameron Arnett as Drew, the pastor, who is like a fixture in Christian 
productions. He was like in the KJ Apper um, Christian movie that came out a few years ago. I still believe he's been like really? in all the big in all the big budget ones. He he's in there. So yeah. I think that's why if you watch look at the poster for this film, that's he, why he's so like central to the. Yeah, fa- he is front and center. He is the star like, <laughs> of this film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's why he like dressed. So provocatively. Is- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, he had a charm to him. I, yeah. I would give him a heart. Like, like he had that he, daddy energy. I think he was like the only person who felt human. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. Like, he, he was a bit too chill about the body swap, to be honest. He's like, this is, this is pretty crazy. But he's like. You know, he, his mind was not blown. No. No, yeah. He, it's like he's dealt with this before. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a hot. Same, guys. I guess. I guess. He's, <laughs> he's not like hot priest, uh, flea bag hot priest yeah. level. Yeah, he's no, like. But who is? Like he's you like said. He's khakis in, and business shirt. Like a human. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's got that human quality. <laughs> <laughs> I love human men. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Matt Moore as Michael, the dad. Ah, this one um, I was really interested in because he nah. was so into himself, like yeah, showing off his his muscles and he was having an emotional affair with Chelsea. He was, he was a hundred percent. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know he was, but he hundred percent was. Yeah, <laughs> like he hadn't. Did he not he, know? No, like I said, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, introspective enough. To acknowledge that's what he was doing. Yes. Like, yeah. And he, I just wrote um, something like, what did I write? I hate this guy. But <laughs> thrilling. <laughs> thrilling. No, but it's just like he, he, they paint ah. him at the start. He just is like shit dad, shit husband. Like just so and And not even and like, like, like there was like some rift that had been torn. It was like he was putting like dishes down for his wife to, to deal Completely. with. This is what I'm saying. And not I just like did, he was he doing did it. have a point, though, because he said, <laughs> I've been on my feet all day cooking, and then I cooked for the family as well. Like, it's not like he was doing nothing. But it, there was definitely a- And uh, it's not like he was like, bitch, wash my dishes. No, there, 100% he was. When yes, he put he those was. dishes down- He completely down, was, yeah. He, he was making a point. He wasn't like just obliviously like, oh, I'm just putting my dishes down. He was like- Bad, like, yeah. fucking <laughs> deal with this. I hated it. <laughs> this family was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing I will give him is he did have very luscious hair. He does have luscious hair, sure. But I didn't like the top knot, half up, half down. I wasn't here for it. I'm sorry. No, but only the son did that, right? Yeah, but no. I don't care. He had the- you look <laughs> he bad. Because had- he had the ability to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, right. He I'll felt like a- someone trying to cat like hold on to his youth. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna like I'm gonna be in solidarity with you guys and give him a knot. All right. <laughs> That's do the mum now. Do the mum now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vanessa Rodriguez as hot stepmom. I mean, Karen. <laughs> she had the most <laughs> porn star vibe out of all of them. Really? Wrote, yeah. It was just like. Those glasses and the way that they did her makeup, she just looked like like she's got to rip them off. And- yeah, let's get a por- let's get a porn star and make them try to look like a respectable. Like that sounds awful. <laughs> like porn stars can be respectable, but <laughs> you know but, what like, I try mean. And, like, you know straight- what I mean. Straighten her up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I can tell. Definitely beautiful woman. I can tell, but the character she was so joyless. And just horrible, mm-hmm. and it, it was very hard to be on her side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, void of sexuality. And I just assume that's because it's Christian, but like, I assume they hadn't had sex for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Now I'm going to give her a not. Sorry, Vanessa. Yeah. All right, let's go into some friend or foes. The son, Hunter, played by Julian Simos. Friend or foe? Oh, foe. Yeah, I'm going foe. Why, though? What did he do that was so bad? I don't know. He's a real dick movie. to his sister. <laughs> <laughs> like, he wasn't. But, he was awful to his sister. He, but like, she was awful to him. 
I think it was just like a mutually. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Fo- I'm not gonna friend her either. <laughs> <laughs> we just hate this whole fucking family. <laughs> <laughs> you can see they're like products of their parents. They really are. There was yeah. a lot of they need intensive. I, I I didn't see any moment, even when they swapped back, where I was like, oh, he he's like shown that he uh, has considered anyone but himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what what was what was his arc? Like nope, <laughs> that he didn't have sex with Chelsea in his father's body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because a normal movie, that's where it would have gone. That's what the teenage woman like, this, this, yeah, this middle-aged woman is hitting on me. I will accept that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it's the only way that any character could have had sex in this film that it wouldn't have been incest. And because it's a Christian film, they had to not do it. So. And they were like, yeah, they were like, if they were a teenage boy, they'd be like, you just tried to poison the bear. Can we have sex? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so finally, uh, Brooke Mutchie as Olivia, the daughter. Yeah, foe. Yeah, foe. Foe. Yeah, she seemed awful. Uh, and the way the movie starts with her calling her brother, brother dear, she's like, brother dear. Yeah. And that, that just sent shivers down my spine. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> they really did have a step a stepbrother and whatever vibe. It really was there right from the beginning. It was like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was in the he was in the bathroom as well. Was yeah, like, What's so that? the film starts with him in the bathroom looking at his muscles, and then the sister wanted they to get sw- in They there. haven't swapped bodies. Like, yeah. he's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's trying to get into the bathroom with also, her brother. It's like, why can't you do that in your fucking bedroom? Like, go and look at your muscles in your bedroom. Surely there's a mirror yeah. in there. But then he times it so that she is leaning on the door when he opens it so that she falls into his arms in the bathroom. <laughs> like, you see what I mean? This was a fucking step-sibling porn. I, I, I'm I think sure there's someone... There's an like, edit the writer, the writer of this is, like, laughing. He did it all intentionally. I'm just like, yeah, this, I made this Christian script. For real, yeah. he's like, planting all these seeds. Either like that, that or just guy from Nickelodeon. Probably that. <laughs> We're just teenage dirt <laughs> Um All right, actually, let's let's throw in a, another hot or not for good measure. Victor Mandrillo <laughs> as the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he's very forgiving. He's very forgiving. <laughs> he, he was jovial. He was. Yeah. I wouldn't say hot. <laughs> <laughs> I give him a jovial. Hunter, let me in. In a minute! You've been in there for an hour, brother dear. Olivia, you know that creeps me out. Oh, brother dear. Alright, now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of The Big Fix from across the interwebs. Now, this is a funny one, because, like, uh, the letterboxed reviews were very different from the IMDb reviews. (laughs) In what Um, way? Um, so I would say one was much more forgiving of the film than other. I'll start off with the letterbox reviews. Uh, this one's from Audrey Lorraine, who gives it half a star. And she says, there's some vague homophobia to top off the incest. But what really fascinates me about this is how weirdly written all the lines are. Things will magically fix itself. This thing is sure unusual. These are actual things somehow spoken by the cast. It all feels like an intensely off-kilter memory of an uneventful family comedy. The pacing drags as if the cast and crew were deliberating over every poorly conceived beat amidst clutter that is both thematic and physical. The house in this is plastered with those generic live, pray, love. This household love Jesus here have a Bible verse signs. They're everywhere. It's like the crew rented a house but deemed it necessary to make it apparent in every single artlessly composed frame mm-hmm. that this is a Christian production. Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray gives it half a star and says, This film contains attempted murder, infidelity, incest, blackmail, and pedophilia. <laughs> The actual Freaky Friday has a funny bit where Chad Michael Murray sings to Jamie Lee Curtis. I'll let you guess which one of these is more Christian. (laughs) That's a great movie. Sim Pollard gives it half a star and says, the dollar store brand of body switching movies. And 
Adam Shaheen says, This movie makes absolutely no sense. The brother and sister are fighting with each other, and the mum and dad are fighting with each other, but then the son and the dad switch, and the mum and the daughter <laughs> yeah. switch, and then they try to pretend it was an issue between the parents not understanding their kids, but, like, there wasn't really what was happening at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Brendan said. Uh, but then... Uh, we go over to IMDb and we get reviews from like this one from KCN Homework, who gives it 10 out of 10. And it says, <laughs> it's about time. We never see these kind of Christian what if films as if God is incapable of doing what if. I'm definitely not an advocate for body swapping and pray that God would never do that to me. But the storyline was enjoyable. I personally love the acting. <laughs> do you think this person actually like prays every night that they're not going to get body swapped? God, oh please God. don't. Like, yeah, they legit watch this and went, oh, wait, he does do that, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then finally, I'm going to give you one uh, bad review from IMDb. And this one is from Lord Sun. He says, this one doesn't deserve any star. These idiots of actors first need to study acting to perform. <laughs> Secondly, I rented this one because the title DP had Will Smith. There is not Will Smith in this movie. <laughs> not even a cheap imitation. <laughs> Sweetheart, are you okay? I thought you were looking for no radio. Call an ambulance now. You just lost this account. I was just going to ask, do you guys think that it's possible for one of these, like, Christian productions to, to, to make something that's good? Like... I have to say, because I do watch, I've watched a few of these things with my parents because mm. they're they very Christian and they like these kind of films. And I have seen a couple that I haven't hated. The one I mentioned before with KJ Apa, I still believe, was watchable. Uh, but is, the, is that as far as you think you can go? Is like, uh, like, the, like I didn't mind it. I Like, I, I genuinely didn't mind it. I would say it's like... When I watch, like, a Netflix Christmas movie or whatever, like, I don't hate watching it. It's never going to be, like, the best film I've seen that year. But, yeah. I like, there was one a few years ago about, like, a, a a kid that, like, goes, gets trapped under the ice and ends up in a coma. That one wasn't too bad. Oh there was the one about um, where the girl's, like, leg gets bitten by a shark. Her, her yeah, leg gets yeah. bitten off by a shark. That wasn't too bad. That had Helen Hunt in it. Dennis Quaid. I just think this level of, like, low-budget Christian film is never going to produce anything decent. Why do you, like, why do you think that is? Do you think it's... Well, for the same reason that, like, most of these, like, low-budget gay films are all shit. It's just they just don't have the resources to be good. But is it just resources or is it, like... Because I don't think that's true. I don't agree because think about, you know, we watched... um Heather Fink's movie, which she made yeah. on the shoestring, and she did really well. Yeah. And like, I, I just feel, yeah. like, surprisingly what it lacks is some sort of passion. Yeah. <laughs> which is quite yeah. ironic, considering, like, it just feels very much like like how the streaming services are just like, let, and we just need content. Like, yeah. it's like... We're a Christian production. We just need some fucking shit for these kids to watch. Like, that's <laughs> so they don't take drugs and turn to experimenting with boys. And it's like, like don't you know that if you put them in front of a boring movie, they're going to be more likely to get in trouble because they're going to be like, this is fucking shit. I'm not watching it. But I guess, is it like the people that make these films, is their passion for Christ or is their passion for filmmaking? Because, mm. like, I think. Heather Fink loved filmmaking and that's why she made a good film. Mm. Whereas these people, they're just a church. Like they're, that's not the main drive of these people. Like their main drive is to promote their church and their faith. And oh, yeah, the filmmaking is just an avenue for that. It just reminds me of also like Disney films. Like uh, the, there's a, a feeling of like, like sanitary, like, then they don't want to make some honest, real conversations or 
you know, uh, mm. narrative. It's it's just about because because the, then it wouldn't be safe consumption for the whole family if there was some heavy themes that were touched on that. You know mm. what I mean? Or but then sometimes these films do touch on heavy themes and they are fucking horrid like a film like the war room which is a very successful christian film about a woman in an abusive relationship that goes into this what she calls the war room this like closet and prays every day until her husband stops being abusive and they have a nice marriage at the end and don't get divorced like so like maybe it's best that they stay light and fluffy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so outraged by what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> but that brings us to our next segment, Tenuous Recommendations, where, where we recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. Um, and a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So um, I wanted to start uh, with a film... That is connected because it also has a lot to say about Christianity and faith. Um, and that is the 2018 film directed by Joel Edgerton, Boy Erased, um, which Brendan and I actually watched the movies together when it came out. Um, hmm. Have you seen this one, Lucy? No, I haven't. So this stars Lucas Hedges, Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe, Troy Savan, and Xavier Dolan. Um True. Yeah, <laughs> and so I guess this makes it two episodes in a row that I'm recommending a Russell Crowe movie, which is quite strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a film uh, about conversion therapy um, and how fucking horrible it is and how it should be illegal, illegal in every country and unfortunately it still is not. Um, but yeah, it just shows the effects it can have and it's really harrowing and emotional and not an easy watch, but, um, yeah, like I cried and it's just a very important film. It's a very important film. So, um, I don't know if you have much memories of it from when you saw it, Brendan, but. Yeah, yeah, no, like I, yeah, yeah, agree with everything you said. Like it was heartbreaking to watch, uh, this. Lovely who, kid being. Who yeah. plays the person going through conversion therapy? Lucas Hedges. Okay. Uh, from yeah, so he was in like Lady Bird, played mm-hmm. like um, the one that wasn't Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, Troy Savan plays one of the other kids that's in the conversion therapy as well. And uh, Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe play his parents and they're wow. both fantastic in it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, you Is know, it, Joel Edgerton directed it's, it as well. So. Australian? No, it's mm. American. Oh, Isn't that funny? Oh, because Joel Edgerton, stars. Yeah. Russell Crowe yeah. and... Nicole Kidman, um, yeah. And isn't Troy Savan Australian? Yeah, but it's set in America. That's, that's so yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like obviously it has happened in Australia, Australia yeah. but um, I think it's a lot more prevalent in the US or it, uh-huh. it was. So um, yeah, but I, I didn't want to come away from this episode and not remind people of how fucking damaging this, you know, <laughs> this environment can be. And mm. like, there are a lot of good Christians and there's a lot of you know, positive things that come out of this, but there's still a lot of fucking evil bullshit that is involved with this religion. Well, Paul, can I please go next? Because I <laughs> yeah. got one of those too, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. What do you got, Lucy? Okay. So before I like launch into my tirade, um, this is just a random, you know, when you do a little twofer and you do a weird recommendation. Does anyone yeah. remember? This is by title only. Um, it was an Australian TV show called The Big Wish. My sister no. and I have no. searched for people in the world who have seen <laughs> this show as well. We can still sing the theme song, The Big Wish. Um, okay. Okay, it's a little any- something like <laughs> no, this. <laughs> no. If anybody out there remembers it, please write an email. Um, I just You're going to have to sing the song so people know what it is. 
This is the big wave. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's about a kid who, like, essentially not gets a genie, but something like that. Like, he can have three wishes. Um, yeah. So and this is your recommendation? No, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, it, it, made, it made me think of it. Um, yeah, but then my theme is also sort of faith as an mm-hmm. overarching mm-hmm. thematic. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm doing Philomena from 2013. Have either of you seen that? I have seen this. Nope. Um, so it's Judy Dench and Steve Coogan. Uh, it's a true story about an Irish woman who had her son taken away from her as a young, unwed teenage mother. Um, so, and so she had her son taken away from her by the Catholic Church and then sort of spent forever trying to, to find out what happened to him. And Steve Coogan plays a journalist who she enlists and, um, helps like research the story and writes about it. And it was, it was true. And Steve Coogan, was inspired to he wrote the screenplay he was inspired to do that after reading that real article he you know he was really moved by it and um it's a really beautiful movie and somehow Mm -hmm. steve coogan manages to get laughs in even though Mm -hmm. it's really heavy and really sad in a lot of ways and um i think it's the kind of thing you might look at it and go oh that looks like a movie for my mum and dad yeah, I watched it with my mum and dad. <laughs> yeah, um, well, mum, my mum and dad saw it and told me that I really had to watch it. And I feel yeah. like it's a real departure for Steve Coogan from anything that he normally does. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's like he looked at that story and he saw something in it that was different for him, but, like, he still felt really pulled towards it. And I feel like that's what it's like as a viewer, you know. Um, it, it's very different to what he normally does, but yeah. It's an amazing movie. Uh, I think it was like Oscar noms all around kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I really love that movie as well. Mm. Good recommendation. I, yeah. Cool. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to make you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, what's yours? Uh, well, I was going to do uh, a film called Nothing Bad Can Happen, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, another christian downer film uh, <laughs> which is about like uh, a true story of like a christian punk um in germany who like uh basically prays for this family's car to start working and it does and so that the uh the father and the family sort of take him in and sort of put him through these trials of like sadistic like abuse to break his faith um, and it's really sad because he's this lovely kid who believes in Jesus and wants to save this family and they just, yeah, abuse him. Anyway, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. instead, what I did it was I, uh, c- I contacted four different pastors and asked them what a good Christian film was. Is this true? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and they said that, they don't exist. Oh, really? <laughs> They're all shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they said it much more eloquently, but were saying, like, personally, they, like, they find them very cheesy and, like, yeah, yeah. they can, yeah, appreciate what they're trying to do, but they haven't um, seen one which they're like, oh, this is a, a, a film worth recommending to people. And so, yeah. they gave me a few f- films that were you know, not made by Christian productions, but thought were like thought provoking, thought provoking, uh, you know, uh, films about faith or, you know, um, sacrifice or whatever. And so, uh, I had the, the passion of the cross. (laughs) 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 No, uh, the Terrence Malick's film days of heaven was uh, a recommendation. Has any anyone seen that? I thought no, Lucy, you're a bit I of a. I feel like I might have. Yeah, a long time ago, like when I used to work at the video store. And yeah, because you've recommended some of his, yeah, or at least Badlands or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was curious. I can't uh, remember the uh, the film The Apostle, uh, which is a Robert Duvall mm-hmm. film that he starred and uh, directed. 
mm-hmm. about yeah. a uh, a preacher uh, who starts radio preaching. Uh, looks interesting. Uh, and then there was one which was oh, two actually recommended Bruce Almighty. So oh wow, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember just- a lot of people getting up in arms about that film about being like sacrilegious when it came out because like who was it who who depicts god in that film morgan freeman morgan Morgan freeman Freeman, but it was more about the fact that god would give a human being his like power and role felt like i think a lot of people had issue with that (laughs) sure well i think uh, and that he would use it to fuck jennifer aniston (laughs) <laughs> um, well i think they were able to see uh past uh some of those things we were able to see hmm. the the morality of it Interesting. Uh, weirdly yeah oh, sorry uh, so weirdly enough uh today it came up an article came up with the writers of bruce almighty um apparently they had a sequel script written that was never produced where um Kevin, oh my. Yeah. no Steve well, <laughs> well that one was produced but this one was a sequel for Jim Carrey where he then gets the power of Satan. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it never got made. So um, I was, I was <laughs> interestingly Paul you recommended a few weeks ago um that movie about Noah's Ark. Oh yeah, that was the other yeah. Russell Crowe movie, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, I think there's been a good, like, and I, I think I've recommended Prince of Egypt on this show before, which is mm. also another, like, a Moses story. So, I, I think there can be good religious films, but. Well, yeah, saved, one of them saved said good? That. I can't remember. Saved is amazing. That's yeah. such a good, I should have done that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, one of them said just they don't believe, like, they were basically, like, uh, the gods in every story, you know, like. <laughs> So they were, they were like, you know, they um, obviously no, haven't seen pretty cool. There's no- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever see one of those freaky body swap movies? Yeah, there are a thousand of them. Any like that happened in the Bible? The Bible. So if you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we've reviewed for the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put the big fix on our lists? I'm going to put it underneath the change up and above boy meets girl. So that's pretty low on the list. But I still enjoyed this more than stuff like the Christmas swap and the Christmas trade and the Christmas switch. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom 10. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put it between the sex trip and the cobbler. (laughs) (laughs) That's some pretty, like, dismal company. Yeah. Uh, I laugh more in this than I did the cobbler. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I'm going to put it in between the Christmas ones, the Christmas switch and the Christmas swap. It's the sandwiched in there to ruin everyone's Christmas. Also, I can't believe we didn't mention um, Velocipasta in this conversation. <laughs> oh, on that note, there's a um, crowdfunding happening right now for Velocipasta too, so make sure you put oh, those you donations. Say that. <laughs> Um, I was so hoping there was a tear where he'd come on your podcast, but (laughs) um, unfortunately, I think think you could email the guy. (laughs) All right, so next episode, we're going to go from uh, a low budget production where literally everyone worked on it for free (laughs) to um, the biggest film of all time. So, um, in a couple of weeks, I'll be flying to another state specifically to watch the sequel to this film on the biggest screen I can possibly find. So, I thought it's the perfect time to return to Pandora and watch 2009's James Cameron epic Avatar, starring Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, and Zoe Saldana where a paraplegic marine dispatched to the moon, Pandora, on a unique mission, becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his new home. So, 
Are we excited about coming back to Pandora? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like <laughs> all I remember about watching this film was I got into like a heated like argument with this this random guy who was like angry during the film. No, after the film because he thought I was just saying I thought it was overrated and shit because I was like trying to be contrary. And I was like, no. That that fits though, like <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so what ended up did you did you come to blows or no, I left. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I'm looking forward to uh to discussing this one. Um like it, it's become a thing like that, you know, even though it's the biggest film of all time. Nobody ever talks about it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, and that they spent all the budget on um, like the movie itself and didn't save any for like getting a good font for the poster. And they just used the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never live it down. Yeah, they have fixed that for the sequel. The, se- the sequel has a new fa- font. So, <laughs> the comic ass. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so yeah, that should be a fun one. Um, uh, so until then, has anyone watched it since it came out? Adam, mm-hmm. I, I had, I watched, I actually went to the cinemas and watched the re-release a couple of weeks ago. So, um, wow. You yeah. also went to, um, Pandora. And I've visited Pandora twice in the meantime as well. <laughs> All right. Real We're life. Pandora head over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I feel like I'm going to be the defender in this episode. You're practically a Navi, Paul. How long do you go for? How many like little intermissions am I going to have to? It's um, it's two hours and forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it might have to be a, a three parter. Yeah, completely. How long's the director's cut? I I think it's three hours. I haven't watched the director's <laughs> cut. The new, the sequel is over three hours though. Oh my God, and, is, do they have an intermission? No. And um, I uh, I just booked my tickets. I'm going to the 9.40 p.m. session. That's and, and then I've got a 7 a.m. flight back home the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fucking rough. <laughs> oh my God. You're crazy. All, all, all for that Navi joy i don't know anyway <laughs> so, i did it all for the navi yeah <laughs> um so until next time don't be a piece of shit on the ground dpw even though maybe people aren't and we got 100 reviews and we don't even know and we're never gonna get do face off <laughs> and review us at itunes or spotify and like especially spotify people like all the people that are listening on spotify like we need those reviews because I, that's becoming like the main thing. So if you're a Spotify yeah. listener, just fucking like review us. I want Joe Rogan to know who I am so I can go on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy forevermore. We can't be friends. Bye. <laughs> uh, and I was Paul Mitzi. And I was Lucy Tomlin. And I was Brendan Levi. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.